Jai Anand Sankirtan Yogi Jai Anand Kuti Vaishnava Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Thank you. 
my land, 
are you? Uh, who are you to claim anything is yours? Uh, even your body, you can't even claim that is yours. Right? Although you may say it's my body, but you have no control over it. And when it decides to do things you don't want it to do, it does it anyway, just on its own. And when it's the end, it's the end, and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm. So in that way, we are not the proprietor of anything. And Krishna is the proprietor. He is the supreme proprietor. Therefore, even the wives belong to Krishna. Um, everyone belongs to Krishna first. Um, this is transcendental understanding. Krishna is Bhuktaram Yagyatapasam Sarvadokamaheshvaram Suridam Sarvabhutanam Gitvamam Santindikshitti. Krishna is the supreme enjoyer. Everything is meant for his enjoyment. Nothing is meant for our enjoyment. Krishna was not, uh, not relating to young married gopis as, as a man who was trying to fulfill his own lusty desires. Uh, Krishna was responding. Krishna was responding to the love in their hearts. Uh, Krishna was reciprocating with that transcendental love. Uh, we tend to see everything from a perspective of sexuality. Um, so we think that if Krishna is getting involved with these ladies, <laughs> some, some lusts might drive the whole thing. Um, but Krishna operates on a different platform. Um, Krishna, he operates on the platform of pure love. And so, it is the love of the gopis that captures Krishna. It is the love of the gopis that makes Krishna accept them as his wives. And when he steals their clothes while they were bathing naked in the river in a remote place with ladies only, and he sneaked up there, which was again against social etiquette. There are such places in India where ladies take baths, and no man goes there. Everybody knows. As soon as you see a bunch of ladies bathing, as a man, turn around and walk away. That is social etiquette. But Krishna went there and hid himself and stole the clothes from the bank of the river and hung them high in a tree and made the gopis. Yeah, the gopis are saying, oh, Krishna, what are you doing? Please, you know, like, don't steal our clothes. I mean, Krishna, please give us our clothes back. You know, I mean, Krishna, we're freezing in the water and we have to come out. Um, and Krishna made them come out naked. Um, they were forced, they were cold. And then Krishna said, how could you take bath naked? Uh, that was an offense. Uh, you should beg forgiveness for your offense and just fold your hands in prayer. Right? And in that way, uh, he could see their full bodies. So Krishna uh, 
But deep down in their hearts, there was a desire, a desire to be accepted by Krishna as their husband, uh, or as, as his wives, and Krishna as their husband. And so they, Krishna reciprocated with that desire. And the external activities right, of embracing and so on, these are all secondary to the matter of the heart. It is the heart that is primary. And in this world, it's sometimes the flesh is primary, and if there is a heart, uh, it comes sort of after, or it's, it's not exactly uh, clear when it's the heart and when it's the flesh. Uh, that is the situation in the material world. So we must be careful to uh, to project our judgment upon the transcendental activities of Krishna. Um, the Rasadins or Krishna's Rasika exchanges, uh, which do not just take place by the dancing arrangement on the back of the Yamuna, but which are the underlying principle in Krishna's daily pastimes, because although Krishna, Krishna is Sri Krishna Akarsani, it is stated the characteristics of pure devotional service in the nature of devotion, this chapter, which describes these characteristics of pure devotional service. And there it is mentioned that Krishna is Sri Krishna Akarsani that he becomes captured, he becomes attracted by devotional service. Um, the more Krishna becomes attracted by all devotional service, but Krishna only becomes fully attracted by pure devotional service, and then more attracted by the unalloyed pure devotional service of the gopis in Vrindavan, and the most attracted to the unalloyed pure devotional service of <coughs> Srimata Radharani. Um, in this verse, uh, we are having a warning that we should never imitate the behavior of ruling personalities. We should not imitate Krishna in his pastimes, and we should also not imitate Srimata Radharani. We should also not think that we are a great devotee. Um, sometimes, uh, we see that uh, a neophyte uh, pushes himself up front right, and <clears throat> directly goes to Krishna. But the uh, more advanced devotee uh, has, uh, has learned to live in the truth. Uh, and when we learn, when we live in the truth, we begin to acknowledge that we are only tiny, significant little jivas. We are tiny, little, insignificant jivas who are prone to fall prey to the illusory energy. Now, this muyanti yatsuriyaha is what I want to highlight from this verse. 
everything as it's originally Krishna, Krishna is all-knowing, all-pervading, he is at the same time independent. And even great demigods, who are much more powerful than we are, who are much more pious than we are, who are by nature in goodness, and we are by nature in passion, having taken birth on this planet, and a lot of ignorance as well from the age of Kali. And if you combine all that, so by even the great demigods are prone to fall prey under illusion. At the end of the verse, the image is, is painted of the deer running after false water in the desert. It's on reflection, you know, Fata Morgana. And there goes the deer, and bye-bye, dear one. That is the end. Uh, die somewhere in the dry desert. Uh, recently, we were in, I was in Amsterdam to uh, get a visa for India, and it happened to be the day of gay pride. And, uh, and Amsterdam is, is a serious place when it comes to these things. And, uh, so, but there was a Harinam, and we went on that Harinam. And yes, everyone, uh, most people were just uh, there for the party. But then, you know, because the Dutch people are always ready for a party. It doesn't matter which one, as long as it's a party. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was uh, very crowded, and every once in a while we saw some some same-sex couples uh, in, in intertwined in some sort of uh, holding on to each other. And yeah, that, that image came to my mind of the deer running into the desert and thinking, why? Uh, this is just another way of running into the desert. Um, there was a stage program and I heard someone say, and our battle is not over. Okay, but what are you fighting for? Uh, fighting for, for an, an illusion. Uh, there will be no happiness. There will be no fulfillment. So that is material life. Muyanti uh, Surya. So that is us. Yes. This way, that way, it doesn't matter. We are prone to run after illusions. That is the case. Uh, so one who becomes situated in truth is a very rare person in this world. Most people live a lie. No, I'm happy. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's a beautiful world. And it's, well, it's a beautiful world, yes, it is. But, you know, I mean, early morning, there was a beautiful bird with beautiful colored feathers sitting in a tree and I just happened to see it. I'm looking out of the window going like, wow, wow, beautiful bird. Next moment, my beautiful bird swoops down and swallows a whole mouse. <laughs> I go, whoa, a whole mouse. And yes, I've seen so many ghastly things. In India, you see things a bit more blatant since I was there a long time. There was a dead dog lying on the road, as can be in India. No one removed it, until a hawk came 
And in one bite, these hawk walking in one bite, he ate half the dog. He ate half the dog. In one bite. It was, uh, what shall I say, uh, ever since that time, I am careful with these hawks. Could be my leg. Half a dog in one bite. Okay. Anyway, we can speak for ten minutes about the gruesome things in the material world, but I think ten seconds is enough, or one minute. I think it's enough. Let's keep it sweet. Um, so, one who lives in the truth, um, that is the proper way to live. It is said, Tatvat Visargo, Janatagavip, Lavo, Yasmin, Pratislogan, Abadavati, Yapina, Manian, Tusi, Yasun, Kitaria, Shimbanti, Gimanti, Gayanti, Sadavaha. This Srimad Bhagavatam is heard and sung by men who are thoroughly honest. They are Sadavaha. They're living in the truth and take it as it is. So yes, one who lives in the truth must immediately recognize its own limitations. We're very limited, very small and insignificant in comparison to the great forces that surround us. Time, what are we gonna do about time? Nothing, no cream will help. Sorry, time will strike. Yes, right. Um, time, um, time takes everything away. First, time gives. Growing, growing bigger, growing more powerful. Oh yes, yes. Can't wait. Yes. <laughs> Growing bigger and bigger until you are the biggest, the biggest point in your life, huge, enormous. And then start to dwindle, shrivel up. Gradually lose it and losing it. Oh, <laughs> losing it. Little by little. Losing it, yeah. losing can still fake it, but for how long? So we can appreciate our limitations very, very much. And an honest person is conscious of that and remembers that. And that will bring about humility. It is there where we find humility in honesty, and naturally, because who are we? Then we also appreciate what is my bhakti. Otherwise, it's you know out of the way. I'm here to pray. It's my devotional service. But who? What is my devotional service? It's poor, a poor offering. My names, the names I chant, broken names. My kirtan. Ho ho. What is it? Um, what are we chanting for? How deep? How deep are we in our dedication? Nothing compared to Sri Radharani. Radharani said, I've decided to give up sleeping. Okay, I haven't. Uh, I didn't sleep so well last night. I sort of felt sorry for myself. I didn't sleep well. Yeah. 
sleeping. Right? Yeah. She just gave it up. Why did she give it up? Because she said, sleep also influences me to forget Krishna. So I'll forget it. I'm not going to forget Krishna, so I, I won't sleep. Okay. Say, well, what can you do? You know, I don't <laughs> sleep. What can you do? I mean, may forget Krishna, but yeah, I can't help it. You know, it's not my fault. I have to sleep. But that's not the way Radharani sees it because she has just a bit more bhakti, a bit more devotion than we have. So here we are. Okay, we're falling short again, and and there is a long list of personalities we can compare ourselves to, and, and next to them we are dwarfed again and again. Even if we look around the room, we see that others are doing so many things, and, and what are we doing? Hmm. We are dwarfed. So, this is good. This humility is required to approach Krishna, to approach the Rasa dance. If we are not humble, how can we approach the Rasa dance? No. Only when we realize, I am not qualified. Yes. Only when we realize, I have no devotion, only when we realize I am yeah, just whatever little service I'm doing, I'm doing because it's been given to me. They kindly gave to me, somehow or other. Devotees, they kindly gave to me. They gave me the book, I didn't want it. <laughs> I didn't really want it, but they kind of, I don't know, they were so convincing. I mean, or sort of to get rid of him. Yeah. I took it, you know, and okay, I didn't read it. I didn't read it for years at least. And oh, one day I read every book in the book cover, and then I thought, okay, well, I guess I never read that one. Maybe have a look at it. And then you read it, and I think, well, okay, it's not so bad actually. Although, at the same time, a bit too much Supreme Personality of Godhead. <laughs> Such a mouthful. Yeah, the Krishna book, we read it in, they got it before before I joined. Supreme Personality got it every three lines. <laughs> a bit much. Yeah. Uh, it took time to get used to all that, to get over that. I had something to overcome. Quite a bit to overcome, actually, in relation to Krishna consciousness. Have I overcome it now, after so many years? Um, they hung attributes around my neck. They tied tulsi around my neck. They hung a brahmin thread around my shoulder. They gave me devotional dresses. They gave me a new haircut. I had to get used to it. Anyhow, there it is. It always grows back. That's the nature. The nature of everything material, it always grows back. My desires also grow back. My conditioning also grows back. Is it, did it ever leave? Or did it just go underground? If you go to Gaia, there is the famous Falguna River in Gaia. So I went there, came to the river, no water. Gaia is super hot. I mean, if you thought Radhadesh is hot these days, nothing compared to Gaia. Bihar, the plains of Bihar, is it hot? Garam, 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 bahut, garam, bahut, jada garam. Too much hot. Ah, it is too much hot. Ah, 
It is too much hot. So I thought I'd go for a dip in the river. Come to the river, no water. No water. But then local people told me, no, no, there is water. You dig one foot, you find the water. It's an underground river. Whoa, underground river. We don't have those in Holland. Uh, underground river. Uh, it was just... Uh, so the Falgo Vairagya means we're giving up all our attachments, we become detached, but under the surface this attachment still remains because only, only if we become attached to serving Krishna will the other things become insignificant. Only then. Well, in the beginning it's, it's a lot of hard work before we become attached. But then gradually become attached. Uh, it is said, Gopya Kama, Bhayat Kamsu, Dvesas Chidanyayam Vipa, Vrishnya Sambandha, Yuyam Bhakti Bhayam Vipa. It is stated that the gopis, by their lusty desires, Kamsa, by his fear. The Vrishnis, by their family relationship. And we, the ordinary aspiring devotees, by hard work can be attained the mercy of Krishna. Uh, by hard work in devotional service. So yeah, that is our path. There is no way around it. Uh, no way around making an effort. Uh, whatever that work is. Uh, it is said, collecting jewels from the minds of the scripture. It doesn't come automatically. One has to really get into it go through the mental uh, barriers that in everything uh, we have mental barriers again and again uh, sometimes we see a devotee who is advanced and who just seems to be who starts a kirtan and immediately immediately it goes deep doesn't need to sort of uh, take half an hour to, uh, to crank up the old, uh, the old machine and to sort of like uh, yeah, get from the external into the internal immediately. That is due to Purvarak. That is due to previous attachment that came about in extensive devotional service. Because devotional service is done for Krishna, right? There is no question. There is Agyata Sukriti, unknown devotional service. But Agyata Sukriti, unknown performed devotional service, it even gives people a taste. But then it matures. And then it comes to a point where we consciously choose for it. Yes, I want to do this. That is where devotional service can really start to flourish, when we consciously choose for it. The Agyata Sukriti gets all the time interrupted here and there, and it's a little bit here, a little bit there, and that builds up over time. Uh, yeah. I always say to the book distributors that the one who says no today is the one who will say yes tomorrow because he became purified by having the opportunity to get a book, isn't it? So each time there's a contact, 
gets purified. So maybe he has to be say no a hundred times and then say yes. So don't worry. The ones that don't buy tomorrow are the buy the ones that buy tomorrow. Yes, that's how it works. Agyatasukriti. But no, we are not interested now in Agyatasukriti. Now we want to embrace devotional service. Now we want to immerse ourselves in devotional service. Now we want to dive into this Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, into this ocean of transcendental knowledge. That is now. Oh. But then, uh, as we are trying, we find resistance is there, reluctance is there, old habits die hard, some things are just hard to do. Uh, and we get lazy, it's like, cutting corners and so on. So, at present, as we are facing so many anartas, endeavor is required. But that endeavor is not just a matter of and then you get a reward. No, what happens is because devotional service is done for Krishna and because we are meditating on Krishna. And because we are serving him, attachment develops because Krishna is attractive. He's all attractive. So attachment develops. And as the attachment becomes deeper, then our determination grows. And from when attachment has grown, then Nista develops, firm determination. And in Nista, one has finally come to the point where we are really willingly, willingly submitting ourselves. Then we really bow down, right? not just externally, but also our will. Then we give up our independence and try to really live the way Krishna wants us to live. But it takes quite some time to get there. There's a long time in devotional service where there's reluctance. We reluctantly get up in the morning. Uh, we are coming into Mangalarti. We bow down before the deities. The men go flat on the ground. It's hard to get back up. <laughs> but first obeisances can last a long time. Uh, especially in Radhadesh in the winter, the floor is warm. <laughs> Underfloor heating. Oh, is it good to lie down on that floor? <laughs> Very attractive. Ah, long obeisances. Get up. Yes. Reluctant. Uh, we wake up in the morning in an intimate embrace with our pillow. Oh, pillow. How I love you. No. Oh, I can't let go. Mm. So who are we to turn? Oh. But the final verse in this chapter is, I'm going to read that to you now, is saying that even although it is Vikritam Rajavadubiritam Chadishno Sadam Vito Nushin Yat Atavan Yit Jaha, 
Bhaktim Param Bhagavati Pratilajitamam Ritogam Asvapahi Nutya Chirina Dhiraham Anyone who faithfully hears or describes the Lord's playful affairs with the young gopis of Vrindavan will attain the Lord's pure devotional service. Then he will quickly become sober and conquer lust, the disease of the heart. So this is what we are doing right now. We are studying this chapter with our lack of qualification, but for our purification. And so that gradually, by hearing about the great and pure devotional service, our determination grows a little bit to make an effort that then our attachment to Krishna will grow and then that, that naturally our effort uh, increases and we become a bit more spontaneous in our desire to serve Krishna. And so we become fixed in Nista. And then we embrace the process of devotional service and we get more and more taste until that taste covers the whole surface of our consciousness. And then it goes deep and becomes deep attachment, a shakti, and then that becomes so relishable, it becomes ecstasy, bhav, and that is like the ray of, of one ray of sunshine, of the full blast of Krishna praying. Oh, when everything is inspiring, at that stage, everything is just perfect. Well, yeah, right now we can philosophically try to remind ourselves everything is perfect. Everything is arranged by Krishna, but we don't feel it like that. We don't feel it like that at all. So it's simply preaching to ourselves, preaching and preaching to ourselves again and again, reminding ourselves, yes, everything is Krishna's arrangement. It's perfect. It's perfect. Oh God, it's perfect that there also is a painkiller and then there's a dentist. Oh, fix this now. Oh. Uh, some weeks ago I had an issue with urinary obstruction. I couldn't go. And I had to. And it was increasing and I was blowing up. And I made it to the doctor. And they put some tube and they managed to get it out. And never in my life I thanked somebody so heartfelt. I said, thank you so much. Whew. Really? Mm. Well, not so easy uh, to accept everything as perfect. Not so easy. Praying about you. Not so easy to be completely transcendental. Not so easy to be like that Vasudev the leper who had worms in his body and a worm fell out, he picked it up and put it back. Because after all, that was the worm's foot. I mean, So yes, this. Krishna consciousness. Still a long way to go. Still a long way to go. And, and if humility, if we don't embrace humility, 
if we don't preach to ourselves about humility, and if we don't embrace honesty and admit our flaws, then we carry this pride with us for years. And even if, even if we get attached to Krishna, we're still proud. And it will clash. It will clash. It will clash. And Krishna will smash. Either become voluntarily humble or get smashed. Welcome to the material world. Uh, this is the principle of Pura Musi Kebab, right? It's like be a mouse again. It translates as get smashed, right? Yes, so it's up to us what we want. Be humble, learn to be humble, try to be humble. Uh, admit that even, even then you're still not humble. Or keep your head low or get smashed. I'm sorry to put it so bluntly, but uh, that is the way it is in this material world. That is what Krishna is doing with the conditioned souls. He's making them humble. And then he tries to increase everyone's love. So he does these things side by side. He tries to increase everyone's love for him. But unless we are humble, it will be difficult. Therefore, with a materialistic person, the focus is on making them humble. And there still may be an attempt to increase the love. And with the devotees, as they're becoming more humble, the focus shifts towards increasing, increasing the love in the hearts of the devotees, the love of God. So yes, we are now reading about these amazing transcendental pastimes that are pure and uncontaminated. And there is no lust in the hearts of all those who are involved. And how is it possible? No selfishness. Everything is perfectly selfless. The gopis are enjoying. They are enjoying when Krishna dances with them on the banks of the Yamuna. So is that not selfish? Is there not a, a little tinge of selfishness? They're enjoying. No, they're enjoying, they're enjoying that Krishna is enjoying to provide this enjoyment. Yes, it is enjoyment, they enjoy the enjoyment, but the core of it is that Krishna is providing it for their pleasure. And that he does out of love, and that is what they're enjoying. And then, as they're enjoying being ladies, they are at the same time uh, trying to manipulate his feelings and to increase his love very expertly. Mm. And so, there is not a grain of selfishness in the whole exchange. How is it possible? Difficult to understand. 
that we are approaching this now, we reflect, we think about it. Uh, we don't know what selflessness is. We don't know. We don't know. We can only try to approach it in great humility and learn what real selflessness is and gradually try to understand it better. So in this way, we are studying now the, the most intimate part of the tenth kingdom of Srimad Bhagavatam. Thank you very much. Any questions? Any comments? How Krishna is the cause of this universe and how, although he has no work to do, everything goes on by his will through his energies and his expansions. So we see Sadashiva is ultimately an extension of Krishna. And we see, so it's not our business to meditate on Lord Shiva. It is not even our business to meditate on Lord Mahavishnu. It is not our business to meditate on Lord Sankarshan. It's our business to meditate on Krishna. And all the others in relationship to Krishna. Lord Shiva, Vaishnavanam Yata Shambhu, yes. All others, all, there's one Supreme Lord, all others are independent. We have ekantamamasa, we are just focused on, on Krishna. Kechit Kivalai Bhaktaya, 
Vasudeva Parayana, absorbed in Vasudeva. Vasudeva, 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 Vasudeva. Krishna, Krishna, Hare, Hare, Krishna, Krishna, Hare, 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 Krishna, Krishna, Hare, oh, Hare, Das, have you finished your rounds already? Enjoy with me. Come, I'm beautiful. Yes, I will when I'm finished. But when I'm finished, I will. Just a few more. Never finishes. Oh, how he does. Now I know you never finish, said Maya personified when she came. So this is our focus. Krishna. That's our meditation. Krishna. And how we. Yatarabhaka. What is it? There's a boy who's playing with his uh, with his own reflection. A boy who is playing with his own reflection. Krishna playing with his own energies. Krishna. Our meditation is Krishna. 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 Hey. intolerance and uh, it gets a little intense 
helping people with problems because they suck your energy and sometimes they are out, it is outside, outright agitating uh, to get into people's issues and problems can be overwhelming and can even bring out some aggression and can even and then you could easily fall into Vaishnava apparat. So you speak about all kinds of dynamics and a whole process actually that's taking place. Don't let it go so far that it all the way comes to getting agitated. Start, stay at the beginning. Here's a situation with turbulence. Can I help? I'd like to. But at the same time, I have to protect my own, my own little world of sanity, my own basis of the mode of goodness where I try to cultivate a transcendental consciousness, that I also have to protect. So I can only absorb so much of all these things before it will disturb me. So, yes, my compassion is there, I'll try to help, but not so much that it starts to really upset the balance in my own environment that I cannot do. I have to protect my own spiritual life also. So there was a little bit, I can give a little bit extra, a little bit, and I feel it also, but too much giving beyond my capacity, uh, it starts to upset my mode of goodness atmosphere from where I try to cultivate my Krishna consciousness and I'll go down and I'll get on the lower modes now. That cannot happen. So don't let it go that far. Uh, help, but sometimes keep a respectful distance, just out of self-preservation and to preserve our own little mode of goodness situation where we're trying to cultivate our Krishna consciousness. When you're more advanced and there is more Krishna consciousness and you're actually inspired in Krishna consciousness, yes, then you can take more of this negative energy. But even then, you know, like, know your limits. Know your limits in how much negative energy you absorb. And remember, some people, they, uh, you know, they need some help. But people have to help themselves. Everyone has to help themselves. This is a process where you've got to do it yourself. We can't just be there full of compassion, helping, helping, helping. Some people, they just... They just need to be helped continuously, never ends, the black hole. It just, more and more energy goes in there and you help and then they need more help. And then you've helped and then they need more help until you need help in the end. <laughs> so, you know, be careful with helping others. Some people, they, they are addicted to being helped, but they never change. When you help someone, they have to change. If they don't change, stop helping. Cannot be helped now. Leave it to somebody greater than you to help them. Narcissistic people. My own misery, my misery. My life is just one big boil. Everything goes wrong. I suffer continuously. Everything is just going wrong. Nobody loves me. Nobody cares for me. I have no good qualities. My life, my car is the worst in the world. 
I'm just a hopeless case. I need What are you going to do? Tell such people, stop it. Stop it. That's how he saw it, he used to say. Stop! <laughs> he has a good way of saying stop. <laughs> I told you to stop it! <laughs> so just tell him with that accent, stop it! <laughs> help yourself. They're not going to help you. Help yourself. Stop lamenting. One day, one day a week, no lamenting. <laughs> and then two days, <laughs> and then build it up to seven. Stop lamenting. Hmm. Anybody else? Question? Yes, put it up. Probably what's, what's, uh, in Antwerp, in Antwerp there was one man, and um, he got the Bhagavad Gita. And so he read it, and then he saw Prabhupada sitting on a Vyasa So what he did, he built himself a Vyasa <laughs> And he was thinking, when I read this book, I have to sit on the Vyasa <laughs> So actually, well, well, I also think that. <laughs> <laughs> so it was not out of envy or something, but just ignorance. So yeah. some people might read the Krishna book and they see all oh, this Krishna, he's enjoying like this. Yeah. So and out of any, not out of envy, but maybe um, they think, oh, I have to enjoy also like that. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, you see children walking around and they say, I'm Krishna. They're playing. You're Krishna. Mother says, no, you're not Krishna. Says, no, I am Krishna. <laughs> says children. <laughs> Even some adults like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you know, in the association of the Vaishnavas, that kind of misconception should come down. Mm, and when it doesn't come down, then they cannot stay in the association of the Vaishnavas. I mean, there have been situations in temples. In one temple there was a situation, when the curtain opened, there was this devotee standing. Oh, <laughs> story. <laughs> Never a dull moment in the Hare Krishna movement. It's some excitement. <laughs> so these things, in the association of the of devotees, that quickly has to come down. Yeah. And if it doesn't, then shape up or ship out. You have another question. This is question so from the um, Mataji who wrote me this, and she wrote, um, Krishna supplies whatever we need, but sometimes we see devotees leave Krishna consciousness because some needs were not met and they lose the strength to continue. Where did that devotee go wrong that he didn't find the strength to continue and take shelter of Maya instead? And yeah, okay. You know, first of all, you cannot, you can try to leave Krishna, but Krishna will not leave you. We can walk out of the temple, we can take off these clothes if we wear them, 
and we can just put on regular clothes. We can slam the door and say goodbye and walk out the gate and you know, hit the road, Jack. Then you never come back. But Krishna's also on the road. Krishna's on the road. Krishna's everywhere. <coughs> I experienced that myself in the early days of Krishna consciousness, I sometimes became discouraged and left for a few days. So on this occasion, I left for a few days. And then after a few days, I was bored, and I went to the movies. And when I went to the movies, suddenly there were these Hare Krishnas in the movie. Like, what's going on? And they had tea light, but the tulsi leaf on the nose was missing. So what's going on? These are not real Hare Krishnas. Next moment, these fake Hare Krishnas go into some bar, they sit at the bar, order some beer, some girls sit down on their lap, and I was so angry. <laughs> Krishnas everywhere. <laughs> I've tried several times in my life to run away from Krishna. I was in Vrindavan, and during the Govindam prayers, Govindam, Adipurusam, and I sneaked out of the back door. <laughs> and then, and I went to Benares, because I knew Benares. I was in Benares, and I, spent, I sit down on the bank of the Ganga, while Sadhu comes. He sits next to me. He doesn't say a word, he has an ikatar. Da -da 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 and he starts singing Hare Krishna. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't say nothing, he just starts singing Hare Krishna. 45 minutes. <laughs> then he stops and he doesn't say goodbye, he just walks away. It's like, whoa. <laughs> I just escaped and now see what happened. The next morning, I stayed in a hotel, the next morning I come out of the hotel and go to the street. There's a whole group of Indian people having a hard on. <laughs> this place is bewitched. I'm getting out of here. I thought, where do I go? Then I thought, let me go to the Buddhists. There I have the best chance to escape Krishna. So I went there. But Krishna was even there also. <laughs> on the way, I got dysentery. I went to the Tibetan doctor high up in the mountains because I could barely walk. There was only one seat left in the waiting room. I had to sit down. Next to someone was yellow like a banana. I said, I hope I want to get that. <laughs> I did get it. I did it. I did. I became yellow like a banana. <laughs> I was finito. I was knocked out. I had to follow the four regulated principles. I was too sick. I couldn't do anything. Yeah. Oh yes. Then one then I had gone back to the Netherlands, you know, I was sick there one day. One day. I an old friend comes and he says to me, You know what I have from Afghanistan? I said, No, no, I don't take these things so <laughs> no, 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 no. But anyway he took me in. And I did. And I walked down to the letterbox and there's a letter from Brindana from the temple, and I opened the letter, and this is before email, and the letter says, now that you've left the temple, I'm sure you start again with the intoxication. <laughs> <laughs> I, I 
just started. <laughs> oh my God. Every time I turn away from Krishna, there's something. Krishna was everywhere. Everywhere. He was kind. So, you can't escape from Krishna. You can tell that. Krishna is everywhere. Sometimes he lets you believe that you have escaped. But not for long. Many more stories I could tell about this, but the time has moved along, so I'm leaving. Okay, well, thank you all for your time. Shiva Prabhupada. Yeah.